It's Monday, listeners, and you've got this. Every day is a good day when you can find 10 minutes to check in with us at the daily podcast of So Organised Style. Today, we've got a special guest. In Australia, we have a sewing guild called, of course, the Australian Sewing Guild. Now, the Australian Sewing Guild covers both Australia and New Zealand. If you're an American listener, you've got the American Sewing Guild that operates in a similar fashion. Today, we've got the chair for the Australian Sewing Guild, Louise Sparrow. We brought on Louise because she's been she's been the chair for how many years? Way too many. Okay, way too many. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's about, well, I've been on the board for about eight years. Okay. But I, I haven't been the chair the whole time, so probably about five years now. And I think the good thing for the Guild is that you are making sure that the Guild is adapting with the fact that we've all got to stay at home, you've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes to make the Guild work with the whole stay-at-home focus yeah, now yeah. that we have to go through. Yeah. So welcome, Louise. Thank you. <laughs> For our listeners, do you want to just give us a little bit of background about the, the Australian Sewing Guild? Yeah, okay. Well, it, it is a national organization, so we're not restricted to just a state. Many guilds operate on a state level, um, which is a lot easier to administer, but because we're at a national level, there's a bit more work involved. And the work involved is around trying to make people feel that they belong to a national organization, not just to their local sewing group. So that really involves, I guess, especially in this day and age, making a lot of use of technology. And that's something that's been a big focus over the last couple of years is to try to get the Guild into the 21st century to make them feel that they are part of of not necessarily a global community, although they are. Uh, There's a global sewing community, but we're aiming for a national community to start with. With the Australian Sewing Guild, there are a lot of different sewing communities online. And the background of the Australian Sewing Guild has been locally focused. Would that be right? That's correct, yeah. What's the makeup of the membership? Okay, traditionally the membership, uh, I guess the the age demographic has been probably 50s, 60s, um, into the 70s. So it's it's an older age group. We've got a lot of members who have been with us since day one. Uh, So that's like 22 years ago. We certainly value all of the members, no matter what age they are. We recognize that to just stay vibrant and to stay relevant, we have to attract a younger demographic. And by younger, I don't mean they have to be teenagers. (laughs) I mean, I'm in my 60s, so for me, younger is 40. (laughs) But but certainly um, a little bit younger demographic. And that's just to ensure continuity of the Guild. So that's been the big focus for, for the, the last little while. And, and just a balance of trying to keep our older members engaged as well as bringing on board younger ones. The local groups, they actually really are local, aren't they? So they're face-to-face. Absolutely, yeah. And, yep. Most, most groups will meet once a month. 
there's some really keen groups that will meet like twice a month or some even every week yeah. but most meet once a month and that's that's the real focus of the guild at the moment is those monthly meetups where they get together and you know have, they have morning tea and they have a good chat and they they help each other out with problems at lots of show and tell going on they just encourage each other and that, it's a lovely way to stay engaged with with your group but not everybody is able to attend monthly meetings so we have to offer them something else as well yeah that's true I've been part of a couple of different local groups and it gets to the point where you're even swapping recipes of whoever brought morning tea. So <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. It's not, always, it's not always just focused on sewing. No. There's, there's a lot oh. more going on there. That's right. But that, that fellowship is really, really important to so many of our members. They really thrive on that. And that's why being in isolation now, not being able to meet, it becomes very difficult. They miss that, that interaction. I'm sure that they do, yep. And then I suppose the other aspect too is because of the demographic, they might not be across how to connect together in this now virtual environment. Well, yeah, you know, I guess it is for some, but it's amazing how many are right up there on Facebook and Instagram. So you can't just assume that everybody who's over 60 doesn't know anything <laughs> about, you know, doesn't know anything about technology. A lot of them really um, are into it, but you know, we still have some who don't even have an email address. There's only so much you can do for people who don't have that ability. So yeah. It, yeah, it is a bit hard, but they are a very small minority. And I think one of the positives of being in this virtual environment is that you're probably now at a point where you can look at becoming more accessible than if people had to go to a group and try and yeah. get there and lug their machine and make sure they've got all the bits and pieces where they can do it from the privacy of their own home and have everything yeah. at their fingertips. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. And that certainly is a big focus. We've done a lot of sew-alongs over the last couple of years. I think we're up to about the well, we're just finishing the 12th one now. So, and those sew-alongs have been very, very popular because they they don't have to attend a group meeting. It can be done on your own, in your own time. Yet a lot of groups have actually taken on that sew-along as part of their monthly meetup. And so every month they'll continue work on a particular sew-along. So it can be done as a group. It can be done individually. So there's a lot more flexibility that way, as you said, by being able to use the social media platforms and the technology. That's right. With the fact that we're now staying at home, there was a lot of rework that you were doing because I saw one or two emails that came out not long after we were all told to stay at home. So how did all that come about? Well, it probably started because I'm not sure as you know and as our listeners know is that there's so much demand now for people want to help. They want yeah. to do something. They want to feel useful. So it really started with everybody wanted to make face masks. And whilst that's really, really commendable and it's great, I discovered that here in Australia, our health workers, they don't want the face masks. They've got plenty of PPE. And, and also, we didn't want to be sort of endorsing a product that wasn't going to guarantee their safety. So I started exploring other, other possibilities like making scrubs, hospital scrubs, and there seems to be a demand for that. And so out of that grew the, the need that people want to stay occupied. They might want to be useful by doing something charitable like that, or they might want to just have self-improvement. So things like there's a, 
a link to an online course that the University of Glasgow is doing, which is really relevant to people who sew the history of how the royal family has influenced fashion over the centuries. So that kind of stuff, it just started to evolve. And, and I asked for people to send me information as it came up. And it's amazing what I got. How people have just volunteered different ideas. And so I then set up a special website page where people could access this information and they can decide how are they going to fill their time now that they've got a little bit of extra time on their hands. That's right. So when you look at the stats for that particular page, are people actually going to it? Yes. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's been, it's been well visited so far. So you know, what I can't tell is how many are members and how many are not members, but that's irrelevant. As long as we're keeping everybody amused, that's fine. And informed. So at yeah. least if you feel like you want to do something for the community, you've given people a few different options. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And it's, it's, it's ever growing. So I'm about to put something else up on there tomorrow morning so that, you know, it's information doesn't get stale, that there's, there's new stuff going on. So hopefully it'll keep people coming back to it. Oh, great. That's really good. The webpage Louise Sparrow was referring to for sewing projects and learning modules you can access while we're all staying at home is on the ozsew.org.com website. That's A-U-S-S-E-W.org.au website. You'll find a link to it on our website at soorganisedstyle.com. Thanks, Louise, for taking up the Monday Daily Podcast program each week. Cheers again from Maria Thea Harris or Velosos as you know me on Instagram. And see you tomorrow when Chloe Reed from Socialists comes back and updates us about their activities this week.